thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. They're at the wheel, they're at the helm, and they are the ones that are steering the ship through these crazy, chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you here on this Thursday, June 16th, 2022. And so today we're going to be reading the book of Psalm, and we're actually going to be reading the whole chapter. It's not like it's a huge, long chapter, but we're going to be reading Psalm 73. And so uh, I hope everybody has been having a good day so far today. Um, been kind of crazy out there in the news, as I see, you know, got the stock markets, took a nice big plunge. That's very interesting, but also very predicted because, you know, we were warned that this was going to happen. And of course, I saw another news story that because, uh, you know, here in Michigan, we had, you know, some storms roll through. Well, apparently the Abbott, uh, I think that's what it's called, the Abbott Baby Formula Factory that was shut down and then since reopened, which hence was part of the contributing factor of uh, this baby formula shortage that we're seeing. Apparently something happened with the weather and it sustained some damage with the weather. So it's apparently shut down. Again, it's according to some news sources that I saw online. Gateway Pundit, I think, was one of them. Just a news. I can't remember which one of those, but I saw it in two different headlines. So, yeah, so just when you thought that there, you know, that we would get our supply back up here, you know, within a couple months, because, you know, that's exactly how long it would take a couple months, you know, to get the supply back to normal or at least close to it where it's not such a severe deficiency in the, you know, in the supply of formula. Um so yeah, now they're shut down again. So this is part of the, the crazy chaotic waters. But again, as I always say, just trust in God. He will walk you through this. Pray to him. Invite Christ in your heart and just ask. Just ask for help and, and, and guidance. And um, you'll, be, you'll be shocked. You'll be surprised, I should say, at uh, how you'll be led. So anyway, so what we're going to be Speaking of all those things, so what we're going to be reading in Psalm 73, the title here is The Trial of the Just. And this is something that I'm sure a lot of, will, you know, a lot of you out there who listen to this will resonate with this. Um, and so we're just going to dive right in and then we'll kind of maybe talk about a little bit of it here at the end. So we're going to, again, Psalm 73, we're going to read the whole chapter. It's not terribly long, but it's a good chapter. Verse 1, a psalm of Asaph, how good God is to the upright, to those who are pure of heart. I, but as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped, because I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, for they suffer no pain, their bodies are healthy and sleek. They are free of the burdens of life. They are not afflicted like others. Thus pride adorns them as a necklace. Violence clothes them as a robe. And out of such blindness comes sin. Evil thoughts flood their hearts. They scoff and spout their malice from on high. They utter threats. 
They set their mouths against the heavens, their tongues roam the earth. So my people turn to them and drink deeply of their words. They say, does God really know? Does the Most High have any knowledge? Such then are the wicked, always carefree, increasing their wealth. Is it in vain that I have kept my heart pure, washed my hands in innocence? For I am afflicted day after day, chastised every morning. I'm going to pause there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to reread this verse because I'm sure you are all feeling this. This is verse 14. For I am afflicted day after day, chastised every morning. Had I thought I will speak as they do, I would have betrayed this generation of your children. Though I tried to understand all of this, it was too difficult for me. Till I entered the sanctuary of God and came to, the under, came to understand their end. You set them indeed on a slippery road. You hurl them down to ruin. How suddenly they are devastated, utterly undone by disaster. They are like a dream after waken, Lord dismissed like shadows when you arise. Since my heart was embittered and my soul deeply wounded, I was stupid and could not understand. I was like a brute beast in your presence. Yet I am always with you. You take hold of my right hand. And with your counsel, you guide me. And at the end, receive me with honor. Whom else have I in the heavens? None beside you delights me on earth. Though my flesh and my heart fail, God is the rock of my heart and my, my portion forever. But those who are far from you perish. You destroy those unfaithful to you. As for me, to be near God is my good. To make the Lord God my refuge, I shall declare all your works in the gates of daughter Zion. And that concludes the whole reading of chapter 73. So chapter 73, um, I can't remember how many books there are in Psalms, but this, so chapter, Psalm 73 starts on, starts the beginning of the third book. And like I said, this talks about the trials of the just. And one little note I wanted to read, because I find it relevant to read out loud to you all. So in my Bible notes here, it says, regarding Psalm 73, the opening verse of, the, of this problem, excuse me, boy, words are hard. The opening verse of this probing poem is actually the psalmist hard-won conclusion from personal experience. God is just and good. The psalmist describes near loss of faith, as described in verses 2 through 3, and occasioned by observing the wicked who blasphemed God with seeming impunity. And feeling abandoned despite personal righteousness, the psalmist could not bear the injustice until an experience of God's nearness in the temple made clear how deluded the wicked really were. Their sudden destruction shows their impermanence. The just can thus be confident, for as the psalmist now knows, 
their security is from God. And we have to remember that, ladies and gentlemen, each and every day, I know when we wake up, we, you know, and I try to make a habit of not doing this. I'm very selective with what I listen to as far as podcast and news about the main. Here's about the mainstream that I listen to point blank. Glenn Beck. He seems to be in the know and has a lot of guests that happen to know a lot of things that are still in the background, but they're still on the outer outer skirts, if you will, of um, very relevant information that um, is actually out there. And I'm not saying I know this information, but there are people that are in circles that I'm affiliated with that do. But with also years of researching a lot of things, even before I started becoming a member of the assembly, just 10, 11, 12 years of just basic research, just looking into all these things that I've always been suspicious of, you know, you start to kind of have more of an understanding later on in life as you start connecting more dots. My point that I'm getting at, though, is, you know, be very careful who you listen to is, I guess, where I'm getting at. I used to consume all sorts of news and talk radio. The only talk radio I really listen to, like I said, that gets about as mainstream as it comes would be Glenn Beck. Very selective, though. I'm very selective, and I listen, you know, choicefully on what he says. And there's only a few, you know, like a handful of podcast truthers out there that I actually will dabble and listen to. Um, some of them I'm a little skeptical of, but I still tune in for specific purposes because even if they are paid opposition, I will always try to make sure I understand what it is they're putting out to their large audiences because I want to know what information that they're putting out there, regardless if I think they're giving out 100% truth or not. But what I'm saying with all of this, as far as the trial of the just and kind of round this out, you know, round this circle out and kind of, you know, make a point. We hear a lot of things. If you're an individual, if you're a man or a woman who listens to the daily news, you know, Fox or CNN, whatever the source is, and I'm not going to sit here and condemn you. I used to watch some of those sources too, but I urge you, get away from those sources. They're not good for you. They're not telling you everything that you should know. In fact, they're not even telling you a fraction. They may tell you some things, but get away from it. But one thing that they are telling you is all the things wrong in the world. And you look at what's going on, you look at the bad people out there and you hear these stories of, you know, who's doing what. And the Federal Reserve is raising, you know, their interest rates, 75 basis points or three quarters of a, of a percent. Right. I mean, these are the things that we keep hearing on the me in the media. And while we feel the pinch and the squeeze and we feel like we are having so much unrighteousness and 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 afflictions come our way. Meanwhile, the bad guys, a.k.a. the cabal, the elite bankers, the, you know, crooked politicians in D.C. or wherever in the world, you look at them and you think to yourself, man, how how are they enriched and 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 benefits? You know, they benefit so much from life, but yet God doesn't punish them. What is up with that? And then makes you wring your hands in the air and you look up at the sky and you're God, why? Why do you let these people get away with this stuff? Why? And you and yet you let me go without formula for my newborn or or not be able to get feminine hygiene products that are starting to run low or I can't make my rent because my landlord increased it by 38 percent. Why are you doing this? Meanwhile, they're getting enriched off my tax dollars that they unconstitutionally take away from me. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I get the same feelings, but you got to remember 
when you read through this book of Psalm 73, again, whoever wrote this basically said the same things, but in their time. Why are they free of burdens? Why do they have healthy, sleek bodies? They suffer no pain. They're full of prosperity, but yet full of, you know, they're, 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 they're arrogant. And yes, I am envious of the arrogant, as they're basically saying here. Why? Out of such blindness comes sin. Evil thoughts flood their hearts. And it continues to say, uh, let me find it here, excuse me. And right here in verse 13, where he says, they say, whoever he, the, the, the author is, is it in vain that I have kept my heart pure? We often probably feel like that. Is it in vain that I have kept my heart pure, washed my hands in innocence? For I am afflicted day after day, chastised every morning. I know you feel like that. Some days I feel like that. and But I'll be straight up with you ladies and gentlemen, because of what I know, which isn't a whole lot. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't know a whole lot. I'm not privy to any special information. However, I know more than the average bear, though. I will say that. But every once in a while, Satan likes to get in my head and he likes to sow those seeds of doubt and makes me question things. And then when I have, you know, and then I'll have bad days. Again, I'm only human. I'll have a bad day. And then I, you know, again, feeling chastised, feeling doubt, and then the anxiety raises up, right? Then I start worrying about money, and then and then I have to root myself back to earth again. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to let you do that, Satan, because here's the thing. Jesus told me in the book of Luke that I have the power to step on snakes and scorpions and have authority over you, and you bow down to me. You don't get in my headspace and tell me what is going to happen and make me worry. My God, who is a powerful God, will take care of me because I am rooted in Christ in my heart. And I tell you what, those little demons, they don't like that. They know the power of Christ. And, and, and more importantly, they know the power of the man or woman who has Christ in their heart. They know exactly what kind of power that yields. Why do you think they're so, they, they, they do their best to get the Bible out of the public square and out of the school? Let's continue on with this little assessment here of this, of this book here. In verse 17, well, actually, no, let's back it up for a second. Verse 16, though I tried to understand all this, it was too difficult for me until I entered the sanctuary of God and came to understand their end. Are you hearing me, ladies and gentlemen? It was until I entered the sanctuary of God and came to understand their end. You set them indeed on a slippery road. You hurl them down to ruin. How suddenly they are de devastated, utterly undone by disaster. They are like a dream after waking, Lord dismissed like shadows when you arise. And since my heart was embittered and my soul deeply wounded, I was stupid. And could not understand. And that's where I was at, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to pause there. I was stupid also and could not understand for the longest time. Continuing on with verse 23. Yet I am always with you. You take hold of my right hand. That's God guiding you. Showing you what most people don't know or don't see because they don't have the eyes to see or the ears to hear. More than likely, probably because they don't know how to ask. 
See, people think getting close to God and having an intimate, intimate relationship with God and inviting Christ in your heart is a very difficult process. It's not, but it does take consistency. It takes consistency and a daily effort. It's not just a one and done thing like, oh, I'm saved. I believe in God. I'm saved. And then you go on going about your merry little way. That's not how that works. And again, as I always will state on this one percent or less with him, I am not a pastor by I'm not a you know, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a preacher, I'm not a minister or a priest or anything like that. I'm not a deacon or a Bible scholar. I'm just a man who reads the Bible and does my best to interpret what I'm reading and to, you know, put it out there in the airways for you guys and gals. But I also was stupid and couldn't understand. But with God counseling me and guiding me, and he receives me with honor, I know that I'm solid. And he delights me here on earth. And like it says right here in verse 26, though my flesh and heart fail... God is the rock of my heart, my portion forever, forever. And so as you go through life, ladies and gentlemen, with what we're seeing happen today, and again, I I know we talk about this in other podcast shows, like the discussions, but I know there's a lot of people freaking out out there right now. I see it. Credit card usage is up over 20%. I heard a story of a lady taking out a second mortgage on her home using the equity just so she could afford fuel for the year or however much, however long that's going to go. I hear and see these real life stories that are taking place. This is why it's so important to not be over leveraged with debt. That's why I was a huge fan of Dave Ramsey. Now, I think Dave Ramsey is wrong in a lot of aspects when it comes to certain things, when it comes to the stock market and 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 in dealing with mutual funds. In fact, he's actually very correct with a lot of the stuff he teaches, but he also teaches a lot of things on how to basically maneuver within their system, the cabal system, and how to come out ahead in the long term. But as things start shaking up and the economy starts, well, falling underneath its own weight, collapsing under its own weight, the rules if you will, that people used to abide by for retirement. Those rules are about to get upended and be, I don't want to say null and void, but kind of non-existent anymore because this has always been a rigged game. We've never had true free markets. I, I digress. This is not an investment thing. What am I getting at? Where I'm getting at is we're all feeling the squeeze. Oh, that's what my my point was. He was very intelligent on how to help and want people to get out of debt. It's the people that are over leveraged right now. And listen, I'll I'll be honest with you. God has blessed me and my wife with a very healthy income. We're also not over leveraged with a ton of debt. The only debt we have is our home. And when we built our home, we made sure we saved 20% to avoid paying unnecessary PMI because I don't like paying banks any more money than I have to because PMI, all that does is benefit the bank. That doesn't benefit us. That doesn't benefit the, the one buying the home. No. And so anyway, at the end of the day, 
eyes on the cross. Turn to God in your darkest moments. We all have them. Invite Christ in your heart. And I promise you, I promise you, you do this every day. And the reason why we do 1% or less with him is because 1% of a 24-hour day is 15 minutes. And sometimes we go long, sometimes we're a little less. In fact, I should change the name of the show to 1% or more with him because I seem to go over more, you know, go over 1% than stay under 1%. In fact, I encourage people to, you know, spend more than 15 minutes a day in prayer and reading at least one chapter a day in the Bible. It will serve your soul well. And I'm not saying I do this daily. When I'm on my days off, sometimes I get lazy and I just don't do it. And trust me, I feel it spiritually. I really do. And so I shouldn't do that. But I'm just being transparent with y'all. Okay, I wouldn't be who I am here and, and be able to speak openly to you, ladies and gentlemen, if I wasn't honest with you because God knows and therefore you should know. I'm not going to sit here and be fake and fraudulent like some people out there. And I'm not going to go into the naming of names because that doesn't matter. But what does matter is that you come here every day to fulfill your spirit at 1% or less with him. And if you want to know more information beyond scripture, then join us every Tuesday and Fridays, Tuesday evenings and Friday mornings for a His Hardline discussion. As time progresses forward, depending on how the sequence of events unfold here in the coming months to years, eventually what I would like to do is actually do more full-time podcasting to get more information out there and research more. But right now I'm trying to create a happy balance between family, a 12 to 14 hour a day trucking job that I have hauling fuel, plus dealing, you know, doing my assembly duties as well, you know, going to the meetings and so on and so forth. So I try to create a good happy balance because the first thing is first, I don't want to lose my family. So I got to make sure I don't have too many irons in the fire and spread myself thin. So don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be all right. And I'm not just saying that for the sake of saying it, it really is going to be okay. I think there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this that really need to hear that message. Don't ask me how I know, because I can't really tell you. And part of the reason is there's other information that I really, truly don't know. But I will say this. Pray for discernment and ask God to give you the eyes to see and the ears to hear. If anything that I told you on the air today is false, let that fall on deaf ears. But as far as I know in my being, anything that I'm telling you here is not false or, un, you know, or, or, or um, it's not false. But believe when I tell you, believe me when I tell you, it will be okay. So let's end this in a prayer. And again, what we just read was Psalm 73, the trial of the just. And so we pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for this day another day of life and good health and where we're at here in Michigan, beautiful blue skies with green trees outside our backyard. I hope everybody else who listens to this has just as good of a, you know, as a, you know, just as good of a scenery as I do and weather and the weather's nice. But I also pray though, that, you know, during even days that are beautiful, there are storms that are people that people are going through father. And we pray that I pray right here that you guide these fine men and women that come here to seek your word and to find peace for their soul, that you help steer them through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life in this storm, that you steer them 
you steer them to a safe harbor. You steer them to a place where they can anchor and find rest. Give these men and women out here and children the guidance and the light needed to, to steer them where they need to go. There's a lot of lost lambs out there, Lord, and we're, and we're doing our best. And even once in a while, I get lost myself and I need you to shepherd me in. Because as you know, I am just one man. But I am one man that will do my best to serve you. And I encourage and pray that anybody who listens to this message also has the heart of a shepherd and also starts their own platform with you at their side as the CEO and host of their show. Because we need more people, more voices out here to shepherd the many. As the Irish Prime Minister said once, never will there be so much asked by so many of so few. And so we ask for guidance and be that beacon of light and we'll follow. We pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that concludes our reading from the book of Psalm 73 at 1% or less with him. And remember, share this podcast far and wide if you could. You can copy the link, send it via text or social media or email, or if you just want to remember this website and give it to people and they'll find it on their own, www.hishardline.com. And if you're interested in learning more about your state and county assemblies, because that is the only way we return back to self-governance and get the power that we once had in this nation as a people, but got stolen with us, stolen from us through our consent, go to www.national-assembly.net you can email me with questions. I will forward you to the proper individuals, the proper um, people that will get you in contact with someone local in your state. You can email me at jmjdirect at hishardline.com. You can also find my email on the front landing page of my website, which is hishardline.com. So with that, I bid you all a good evening, a good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Have a safe, well, safe night. Tomorrow's Friday. I was going to say safe weekend, but we're not quite at the weekend. So, But we'll be back tomorrow for another His Hardline discussion and a 1% or less with him. And remember, every Saturday is podcast-free Saturdays for myself and my family. That's the one day that I dedicate to them. So you will never have anything on a Saturday unless it's maybe something that's urgent or the Holy Spirit is urging me to put something out there. So. That's all I have. Come join us tomorrow at 8 a.m. We have a conversation with Donna Brandenburg, who's running for governor in Michigan. But she's not just running for governor. She's got a lot more of a purpose than just running for governor. Should join us on that conversation and uh, learn some more tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern time. All right. Have a blessed night, everyone. say thank you again for joining us here at his heart line you just listened to one percent or less with him don't forget you can find us at www.hisheartline.com we look forward to seeing you next time have a blessed day